guest today is a celebrity photographer. He has been creating iconic celebrity portraits for over 20 years. John Russo and his images have appeared on the world's top magazine covers, including Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, GQ, Squire, and Vanity Fair. And he has photographed the globe's most celebrated celebrities and personalities. He has created an amazing workshop to inspire, educate, and share his knowledge with other artists and students, and has published the book, 100 Making a Difference. John, welcome to Eva Talks. Thank you, I'm so happy to be with you. We finally did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did. Yes, so you live in California. How are you handling the current situation and the impact of COVID-19 in all of our lives? You know, it is a very challenging time for everyone um, and for creatives. For people like myself, um, the entire industry has completely shut down. So all work has stopped for photographers, hair, makeup, styling, everything just at a complete standstill. And it, obviously, like no one saw this coming. So it was like we really couldn't prepare for it. A lot of people couldn't prepare for it. So sadly, it has you know not only a fun a negative financial effect on people, but it's the mental effect too of the uncertainty will my career start again you know when will it start again like it's it's that whole fear um and i think for me um i i don't know when it first was announced that this was happening i don't know i had such a bad feeling about it and i completely shut down the office and told my employees you know let's work from home and everyone dispersed and then all of our jobs canceled. Like we had like 10 huge productions we were working on and one after the other, after the other, after the other, you know, understandably so canceled. So I instantly thought, Oh gosh, I can see this lasting a long time. I still have to maintain my livelihood. What will I do? I said, I'm going to do an online workshop. So I immediately kicked in and had my guys that I work with, work with me and create an online workshop and I, and I wanted to do something a little different with the workshop I wanted to offer a 15 minute Skype call with the workshop because a lot of these workshops that you see that are advertised um, out there with other photographers or other creatives it's basically just them talking for like 20 minutes it, they're not, you're not really learning anything I mean you're, you're being exposed to their work But I really wanted to talk to these people, the students, people that are interested in my work. I want to look at their work and I want to see what they're doing. And I want them one-on-one to ask me questions. So I didn't realize what an overwhelming (laughs) success it was going to be. And I had to talk (laughs) to like 850 people. Wow. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, each day I usually do like 10 calls. So, and the great thing is, these are people from all over the world. Like I've spoken to people um, since the um, workshop started from Nigeria, Kenya, Italy, um, Korea, Russia, um, all the states, Canada, Nova Scotia. And I'm always so surprised when they're, I'm like, where are you from? And this one girl's like, I'm from Zimbabwe. And I'm like, thinking I had to like really think about it I'm like oh my god Zimbabwe that's like so far away wow (laughs) how on earth did you like come across me so it's almost humbling for me as a human being as a photographer to know that the world of photography has such a reach and it's so accepted 
all over the world and it affects people all over the world and I think that positive effect on people makes me love what I do that's really amazing and and just to share with the audience they can learn more at johnrussoworkshops.com to find out more information in their if they're interested how does the workshop i mean how does it function what is the process absolutely so the workshop is i priced it really low because um I wanted everyone to enjoy it. So it's $99 and basically they would go to John Russo workshops and they sign up and they get a code and then the code allows them to a series of videos. Um, and then they watch all of the videos, which basically there's, it's kind of an overview of what I do in the videos. I talk about lighting I talk about the entire process of what I do. I review some of my images, basically like how I got that shot. And then at the end, you know, they are supposed to set up their uh, Skype call with me. And that's great because they all prepare a list of questions to ask me and I get their website and their portfolio ahead of time. So I will have already reviewed it. So I make my notes. And then when I get them on the phone, they have their website in front of them. I have their website in front of me. And then I'm like, okay, so I would take this off, leave this on. You know, and I talk to them about who is your client, who are you doing this for, are you making a living right now as a photographer, are you looking to increase um, what you're charging, who do you want to target. It's tailored to what they want, and different people want different things. There's like wedding photographers that, that um, sign up, and they want to know how they can um, increase productivity and the financial aspects of their wedding photography business. And then there's people that shoot hotels and resorts, and then there's people that wanna shoot celebrities. So it kind of runs the gamut. And then I had two models sign up that were talking to me about how they should break into the business and how they they would like act on a photo shoot with someone at a, certain, at a photographer at a certain level, like someone like me. They're like, I'd be so nervous. Am I supposed to act a certain way? And I'm like, no, just be yourself. <laughs> you don't have to act anyway. So it's a it's like a full range of people. And it's so refreshing, especially when I get the high school students, because they are so excited about their career and they are so excited about the possibilities and the and the encouragement, you know, hearing from uh, someone who's working, a professional, encouraging them is priceless. I wish I would have had that when I was starting out. Definitely. Well, I can say from experience for having the honor of you photographing me that you're, I mean, you're, you have such an amazing talent, but more than anything is how you connect with the person. You get to see the person and, and really study the individual from an emotional and spiritual perspective. That connection is really incredible. Um, what advice would you give to a beginning photographer, someone that wants to go into this business? Absolutely. And, and I get asked that all the time. And I think I kind of use my personal story to give them advice. You just can't take no for an answer. I mean, if this is something that you want, anything is attainable in life. Anything. So, you know, even me, I grew up in a small town in New Jersey with one traffic light. It was so far away from Hollywood. I never, you know, when, when you're sitting in your bedroom and you're 18 years old in New Jersey and you think, one day I'm going to shoot Gwyneth Paltrow for the cover <laughs> of Vogue or I'm going to do a huge campaign or shoot DiCaprio. It's so out of the realm of anyone's belief <laughs> that that could happen. But I was the kid that was so determined and so like, no, this will happen. I envisioned myself already there. 
And I would tell my mom and dad, you know, I'm going to be this famous photographer and I'm going to do so well. And when I do this, I'm going to become crazy successful and I'm going to come back to New Jersey and I'm going to buy you a beautiful house and a brand new car. And that was the first thing that I did when I became successful. I bought my parents a beautiful house in the nicest neighborhood and a brand new Mercedes on Christmas morning with a big red bow. Oh, that's beautiful. What a great story. So you always knew you wanted to be a photographer. That was something that was yes. just in you. I mean, you couldn't even consider another option like being a banker. <laughs> you know, there was a moment, I have to say, um, and this is so far from what I do, where I was really interested in the national park system. And I thought, <laughs> you know, maybe I'll work as a park ranger in Yosemite because that's such an easy life and it's so beautiful and there's no stress and no more smoke and I can, you know, I don't have to be around anything I don't want to be around. And then I'm like, no, John, that's not going to work for you. (laughs) Like visit the national park system, get that out of your system. But this is your destiny. This is what God put you on this earth to do. And this is your deal. And after I started, I don't know, I never really doubted myself. I mean, I was always like positivity, positivity. And when I didn't get a job, I figured, you know what? There's a reason why I didn't get that job, but I'll get the next one. And I would not beat myself over the head, and I would just keep moving forward and moving forward and you know, trying to create longevity in my business because for me, I remember so many big photographers would come out, and then they would disappear, and I'd be like, whatever happened to this photographer? And I was like, oh, God, I don't want to be that photographer that has a run of five years and then goes away. I want to be like the Madonna of photography <laughs> and have longevity <laughs> in my career and keep reinventing myself and keeps trying to stay relevant. So that's what I'm trying to do. Someone uh, young one time asked me, so what is your secret? How do you make it? Why were you so successful? Why are you so successful? And I told her uh, hard work and she said, well, everybody works hard and not everybody makes it. So I'll ask you the question, what is your secret to becoming this great photographer, most in demand celebrity photographer that one can think of? What is it? I think for me, it's my drive. I think since I was a kid, I was just born with this stamina and this drive um, to overachieve. You know, I was always that kid I was always creating something I was always whatever it was I was starting a business I was creating something I was building something painting something photographing something I just had so much creativity in me that I just couldn't it was like overflowing and I think I never doubted myself and you know once doubt basically um oh god doubt is the worst if you get a little bit of doubt it just breathes and it overwhelms you, but I never let doubt get in my mind. And and even back in my career, I would I loved photographers like Herb Ritz was my favorite photographer. And I remember one of my first assignments was to um, take a tear sheet out of Vanity Fair, and this is what he was shooting for them at the time. And can you you know and basically copy it and see if you can do it. And I remember I put my critique up in my class, and my professor was like your photo is actually better than his. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then I'm like, well, if I could do this and I could be even close to him or equal to him, I can do this. 
And I just never let that go, to be honest. So to sum it up, it's your drive. It's your passion and your drive. And it's if that's what you want and you think this is your destiny, just go for it. You have nothing to lose. Absolutely. Great advice. You have photographed some really incredible people. I mean, just to name a few, Leonardo DiCaprio, Angelina Jolie, Julia Roberts, Scarlett Johansson, Matthew McConaughey, Denzel Washington, Giselle Bundchen, Cindy Crawford. I mean, can I go on? I mean, such a phenomenal list of people. I mean, disclaimer, I got introduced to you by my sister who was working at Vogue and she did some uh-huh. some of, of these beautiful covers with you. Um, can you run us through a typical shoot with a celebrity of this caliber? How does it work? Absolutely. Um, let's see. Um, let me think of a good one to run <laughs> you through. Like, okay, DiCaprio. So for DiCaprio, um, he was doing the movie The Revenant and 20th Century Fox reached out to me and said, um, we're going to present him with five different photographers to choose from, and we want to include you, so will you make him a special portfolio of images that you think he would be receptive to? So I had never worked with him, and then they told me the list of the other photographers, and they were all like A-list, like really, really, really big names. And so I said, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I'm going to create a beautiful portfolio for them to present. I kind of forgot about it because I'm like, you know, whatever. And then they called me up and they're like, oh, he chose your portfolio. He wants you to photograph him in New York for the movie. And I was like, wow. I'll never forget. I called my mom and I was so happy. And I'm like, do you believe this? And she was like, of course I believe this. I knew it was going to happen because I told her, I'm like, well, it's between me and five other photographers. So I guess, you know, my, my chances aren't that good, but you never know. And so I went to New York. And uh, it's so funny because he lived four, at the time, he lived four houses from where I lived in the Hollywood Hills. And I would see him drive by my house literally like three times a week, but we weren't friends. I didn't know him. So as soon as I meet him, I'm like, hey, um, you drive by my house literally every day. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, which is your house? And I'm like, it's the big white modern one on the corner. And this was around Christmas time. And I said, I have the big white Christmas tree in my window. And he's like, Oh my God, I totally know your house. And then it's so funny after we shot, I would see him all the time. And he would always say hello. Totally nice guy. But that shoot was great because it was one of those deals where you, I was doing an international publicity shoot for Fox. So I was creating images that they would give out to all the international publications, like the GQs, the Esquires, the Vanity Fairs. And they told me, they're like, you're only going to have 45 minutes, and like 30 magazines want him for a cover, because he rarely does shoots. So the great thing is, I prepared all of these sets with my team, worked with the stylist, the whole nine yards. Instead of staying, staying the length of time we were given, he stayed two and a half hours. We did like 14 looks. He got the cover of every major GQ, Esquire, Vanity Fair, with all of my photos, all of the internationals. If I had like eight GQ covers, 10 Esquire covers, three Vanity Fair, I'll never forget it. It was like cover after cover after cover after cover. I was so honored and excited to work with him. And then he goes on to win the Academy Award. And I felt like, it was so funny, I went to the Golden Globes 
And I walked up to him and I'm like, you know, the only reason why you're here is because of my photos. And he started laughing. <laughs> and it was so funny, but it was such an honor to get to be there for that moment when he won his Academy Award. I felt like I had maybe 1% to do with it, maybe a quarter of a percent. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I think that when I, uh, you know, seeing your work, seeing how you are, most people really need to understand that to find success, you have to have talent, but also you have to have a good personality and go with the flow and be easygoing and just have the drive and demonstrate who you are with your product and with your work. And many times people, you know, confound the idea of being successful and good with maybe having this arrogance to yourself, which is not really necessary. So you just have to stay humble. And I know for a fact that you are the nicest, most humble person I've ever met and very hardworking. And one of the, of the projects you've worked on is this beautiful coffee table book, uh, 100 Making a Difference, which is a collection of over 100 philanthropists and humanitarians who are changing the world with their contributions. This is a lifelong project for you. Tell us a little bit more about it. Absolutely. Um, I did a book a while, about 10 years ago called About Face, and it was a collection of type 55 Polaroids. And they don't, the cool thing about it is um, type 55 Polaroid is a negative and a positive, which is really cool. And they don't make that kind of Polaroid anymore. And I would photograph it with a 4x5 camera. It was like this old school approach. And I always wanted to do a book using um, type 55 Polaroid. And I was doing all these actors and models, super tight face shots. And the first book was about face men, and the second book was going to be about face women. But while I was finishing the first book, Polaroid decided to stop producing type 55 Polaroid. So I couldn't go on to do the women's book. But the first book benefited the smile train, because I figured it's about people's faces. And so... I wanted it to benefit this children's charity that fixes cleft palate on children worldwide. And then I thought, I want to do another book, and I want to pick a charity. And I said, oh, God, there's so many charities to pick from. And I remember asking my mom, which charity should I pick? And she said, why would you just pick one when you can pick 100? And it was kind of a joke when we, she said it. And I said, you're right. It's 100 making a difference. And then, like I said, maybe I'll call it 100 making a difference. And that's how the book came about. And then I just started, you know, talking to people, asking people who's doing great things in the world that we need to know about. And I started researching and looking at CNN heroes and asking local people, do you know of anyone that's doing something really great with the community? And everyone got behind the book. And now, you know, the book is finally finished and I'm so excited. It's such a beautiful book. And like, you're in it, which is amazing. I feel and very honored. <laughs> exactly. And all these great people are in it, like Oprah Winfrey and Scarlett Johansson, um, Catherine Zeta-Jones, like just lovely, wonderful people, you know, Maria Shriver, that are doing great things, you know, to help other people. And I feel like that's what we need to do. That's why we're put on this earth, is to help each other. And if this book can raise awareness for all these people's charities and causes and just shed a light on the most on the beautiful things that they're doing, then the book is successful in my way. You know, in my eyes, 
just to expose people to all these amazing charities. What an incredible project. And you know, to add up to the qualities of being successful, yes, you have to have talent, you have to have a good personality, you have to have the drive, but you also have to be a good person. And uh, how do you want to be successful? You want to be successful just by reaching your goals. You want to be successful by having an impact on people and just doing good in life. I think it's very satisfactory. You are a great example of that. Uh, some photographers say that they see the world differently and that they have a different perspective on life. What is your perspective on the world and on life? My perspective? I would have to say that um, I just have a great time. I love what I do. It is so much fun. Every day is new and exciting. And I think people always say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I can honestly say I live that because my career is so much fun for me, creating beautiful art, working with people, you know, that I'm so excited to meet and so excited to listen to their stories and share a space with them. If even for an hour, I get to meet them and it's so cool and I get to create an image that has social immortality. So in a hundred years, when I'm gone and you're gone and we're all gone, <laughs> my images of this person will live on forever. Yes. So that's, I guess, how I look at life is it's beautiful and it's fun and it's exciting. Definitely. Um, on a personal note, you lost your beautiful mom at the beginning of the year. Uh, she was for you as you shared in your own world words, my heart, my life, my everything. During this challenging time where there's so much uncertainty and loss, yet healing and hope, what can you share from your personal journey? I think um, for me, uh, yes, my mom, of course, was my life and probably, you know, my best friend, my mother, she was everything to me and extremely supportive and wonderful and I, I'm still going through the grieving process and of course adding on the, the COVID situation because she had passed away literally right before this started. Um, so I went from mourning that to then mourning kind of the, the loss of business and then all the other loss of life around us that we're constantly reminded on the news of just death, death, death. So, and then I had to isolate myself and kind of step away from the support system of seeing my friends and having them around me. But as my mom taught me, um, and her last words to me were, stay strong, John, and have a beautiful life. Wow. And I think about what she said, um, and I don't want to let her down because we had the best time together and I am so fortunate that I had her, you know, she died at 84 years old. So I got to have her, you know, the majority of my life. And I'm, I literally thank God for that every night. And, and I feel so blessed that I had her this long. And I know that one day when I, you know, close my eyes, she will be there waiting for me. Yes. That's so beautiful. And, you know, I lost my mom, as you know, and um, and it's a process definitely of grief. But I think that depending on what you believe, I'm a firm believer that people 
with whom you've had a great connection and a very strong connection spiritually, they're always with you. And you just have Absolutely. to close. I told someone who lost her mom, I said, if you just close your eyes, you can actually talk to her. And you don't have yeah. to do it every time, but I think that you can develop that connection. It's so beautiful that you were always there for her. She was there for you. And that this is a process and that you can do so much good with your projects. And now continue to live that beautiful life for others and to stay strong for others. So I always end the podcast by saying that, yes, you can. I know it's a motto that is you know, repeated by many people and it's not mine. I believe in it because I think that you can do anything in life. And you can accomplish your dreams uh, if, if you just put the right effort and the dedication and the passion. What is the meaning of yes, you can for you, John? I think it's a it's a way of life. It's just living with positivity. You know, some days you wake up and you you just you're done and you're like, what am I doing? And you you doubt yourself and there's uncertainty. But I feel like if you had that voice in your head that says yes i can and even more so yes i will mm -hmm. and yes. just do it and say stay strong and don't doubt yourself and like you said realize that anything in this world is attainable you can have anything you want you just have to work hard for it and go for it That's really superb. John, you're just an amazing photographer, an amazing human being, so caring and giving and supportive of all of your friends and people. I'm so happy you're doing this workshop and sharing all your talent and really good advice. I hope that people get to know about it more and, and join the program. And I just can't wait to see you in beautiful California very soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Big kiss to you. Big kiss to you too.